DiscerningHearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Hessif. Monsignor Hessif is a priest of the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Teresa of Calcutta. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Esif encountered St. Padre Pio, who would become a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by Pope St. John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially to the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, and sisters, seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. What is on your heart today, Monsignor? Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Uh, the church is, is begins the introduction of the good news, not with the infancy, although Mary is going to play a huge part in preparing the church. The church is being prepared for the coming of the good news. God has brought salvation to the world. And Jesus came into the world. That's what Christmas is. And it's a, it's a time to be announced again. And so in, in, in a very specific way, Jesus is coming into the world in a new way. And in what way? He's coming into each of us in a deeper and deeper way. John the Baptist, he is a huge figure in the beginning of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's really, that's important. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, so a thousand years almost before, and which is what Peter is going to allude to in this second Sunday of Advent. Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of me. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his path. That's the message of John. And so that's what the church is using to announce the good news. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. In Superstar, when Jesus Christ Superstar was playing on Broadway, uh, a whole bunch of us, we were young missionaries. We were so enthusiastic. We were going to be going down to see the Broadway musical. I was thrown in to this great mission that I had. We were going to convert the inner city. And we were so prepared to do this. And we had a lot of young people on our team. And I was the priest and we had a, a nun. She was rather an elderly nun. And we were going down to see Jesus Christ Superstar. We got a van. We got all, all of us got in the van, and we're driving down, and we're going to see this play, Jesus Christ Superstar. And 
we just walking into the theater, and this is true, we hear the words, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Pre, I thought we're we're right on time. We're going to see this Broadway musical. And with that, this nun that I was with fell. And she, she hurt her arm. And we didn't know if it was broken or not. So all of the other group went into the theater. We had our two tickets and we thought, well, maybe we might get back to it. We went out of the theater. We went to a hospital very near. And what were we prepared to meet? Prepare ye the way of the Lord. The arm was x-rayed, it was broken. And there we met in the, in the uh, emergency room so many exciting things in New York. We were on Broadway and we were in this hospital and there she was with a broken arm. And there I was talking and visiting with people in the waiting room who were there and who had all kinds of things. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. You are going to meet Jesus, who is the superstar. That's what John is talking about. So many times we are not hopefully Hopefully, we are not going to do what John did. John preached a baptism of repentance of sin. That is not what we're supposed to do. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to do what he asked us to do. He gave the message. He gives us the message. I am coming after him. He comes before me. I am not worthy to loosen the thong on his sandal. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That Jesus has come. He came, he died on the cross. He suffered and died and rose. He went back to heaven. That Jesus sent the Holy Spirit on me. That's the message. He sent the Holy Spirit on you. That's the message. What is this Christmas all about? He is coming to me and to you in a new way. A thousand years before that, Isaiah called out and pronounced the same message that John did. Listen to Isaiah. Isaiah is saying, comfort, give comfort to my people. Say, your God speaks tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaims to her that her service is at an end. Her guilt is expiated. Indeed, she has received from the Lord's hand, double all her sins. As a voice cries out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, which is what John is doing a thousand years later, which what the church is using today to cry out again. Cry out what? 
He has arrived. He has come. He is in me. And when I wake up this morning on this second Sunday of Advent, the Holy Spirit has come upon us. He has transformed us into the image of Christ, his son, man or woman, child or adult. You have been baptized into the Holy Spirit. And so what is coming this Christmas? What will it be? I have no idea. I found that particular advent a broken arm with this poor nun. You may find, as I did yesterday, with this man, an illness, a cancer. And when I went into his home, that's what he was facing. And I told him about Jesus, who was in him. We went to confession. We received communion. And what was he praying for? Because Jesus performs miracles. He was preparing for this Christmas to receive a miracle. From what? Fourth degree, fourth stage cancer. What is in your plate today? There's nothing that this Holy Spirit, Jesus within you, can't overcome. Do you have a new job or did you lose a job? What is it? Prepare ye the way of the Lord is what John is saying. You have received already this. What's the message of Christmas? A Savior has arrived. Salvation has come. The Savior is here. The Savior is the Savior. What needs to be proclaimed this Christmas? Salvation. Preach salvation. The good news is that the good news is here. The one who really helps us as nothing else that I know of, this marvelous voice of Peter. Do not ignore this one fact, Peter says, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. So what's Isaiah? So what's John the Baptist? They're a thousand years apart. And now we have 2,000 years since we heard both their voices. The church is still using them. Using them to tell us what? That God is already in us. Since the Lord has already arrived, the Lord does not delay his promise as some regard delay. But he is patient with you not wishing that any any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a mighty roar, and the elements will be dissolved by fire, and the earth 
and everything in it will be found out. Since everything is to be dissolved in this way, what sort of person ought you to be? Listen, conducting yourselves in holiness. That's who you are. That's who I am. You and I are filled with God. Holiness is in us. Devotion, waiting for and hastening this coming, the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved in flames and the elements melted away by fire. We are not afraid of anything, nothing, because this world in which we live is passing away. Every day that we live in it, we live in it in a way that we are filled with all the grace and holiness of God. What Peter is saying to us is, you have been made holy by the Holy Spirit. You have been saved. You have received salvation. The message that John was sent to give was that the messenger, that's all I am, for this one who is coming, whom I am not worthy to even take, to unlash his, his sandals, that messenger has come and brought salvation to the world. And oh my God, what salvation he's brought. He has given himself to us. The Father sent him to save us. How? By becoming one with us. To redeem us, he has sent his only begotten Son to come down to this little earth of ours. Salvation has come to the entire world. Preach salvation. Preach redemption. Preach the truth. And the truth will set us free. We have been given a new life. The sinfulness that has given to us by Adam and Eve, which we have all been injected with. Now, if you go back to that, you know, Peter says in his same epistle, it's like a dog going back to his own vomit. You have had enough of that. It's not as if this is a new thing that you are now taken in. All through the ages that has happened, all the history of mankind, that's an old story. Sin is an old story. Newness is the new story. Holiness, you have been baptized. Preach this truth. I have come into the world, Jesus says, to save you. And the salvation is that I am the Savior. That's my name, Jesus. I have come into you. 
when you wake up in the morning on this second Sunday of Advent. I am in you. You are in me. What I have done, you will do, and even greater things. I am within you. You are me. I am you. By your baptism, by your confirmation, by your marriage, by your ordination. And if you need and you have fallen back into that vomit of sin, go to confession. That's to return. You're not going to give yourself salvation. I will give it to you. I long to give it to you. There's nothing you can do to redeem yourself. I have done it all. Salvation comes from me. Grace comes from me. I am your Savior, your Lord. I, by my love, have given myself to you. What can you bring me? We've been a whole year, and it just seems as if we, we spend it almost, when I keep hearing preachers who are not preaching this great truth, when I keep hearing the message about, oh, you have to go to repent, you know, you, know, you, you don't have to do anything. You have to let him do it. What do you bring if you have this to bring? Your misery. Your misery is met by his mercy. It's his love. It's his longing for you. It's the burning heart of Jesus within you that's calling you back to union with him. It is I who am your savior. I who long to be one with you. You and I are one. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And I love you. You may not love yourself this morning on this day of Advent, but I love you. And the truth is that is that I love you and I continue to love you and I long for you and I long if you are in sin to have you back in union with me because you and I are one so that whatever you do, I will do and wherever you go, I will go. That you and I will become one. Holiness is what we have been called into, and salvation. Monsignor? Yes? We really have to prepare ourselves for that type of encounter, don't we? Not only prepare ourselves, but prepare in a loving way those around us to receive that message. And it it doesn't come with a stick. It, It comes with a loving encouragement, doesn't it? That's it. Once I begin to realize, Chris, that it's my misery that yearns for his mercy, that all I'm going to bring him is that which he longs for. He looks at me 
as he has looked at all mankind. We Christians have been looked at with such love and intimacy that he longs for us to be one with him so that he and I can be one. As the Father is one, the longing of the eternal God, and that's the truth, the longing that the Father has for the Son is he is the he is the son that is the only begotten of God. And he has only been, he's been from all eternity. What must that fire be that we're talking about here with regard to the world that Peter's talking about? That fire is nothing in comparison to the fire of the divine love, the father for the son. And the son, that fire is the Holy Spirit. That fire is is what he gave us to preach that he came to give us the Holy Spirit. You know, when John stood back and saw the Holy Spirit descend upon this person, that, and he heard the Father, this is my beloved Son, and this is here on earth, the Trinity. That's 2,000 years ago when Jesus did that and in those those three years of his public life that he taught his disciples. But then when the church started, that magnificent gift that God has given us, Christ in his body, that's who we are, that we're the life of God the Trinity in the world. The preparation that we need is to preach and teach the gospel. Isn't it interesting that the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Mother and the coming of the celebration of Our Lady of Guadalupe, the pregnant mother who says, do you not know that I am your mother? From what I'm hearing you say, this preparation, could it be that we're being asked to be prepared, prepare ourselves to be like Mary, to be prepared to receive him so that we can be like her and go out. You know, what you're, what you're saying is such a, a magnificent and beautiful thing. You know that message, when you, when you were talking about, doesn't it need tenderness and gentleness that's the voice of Our Lady. That's your voice. It's not mine. You know, I, I'll, I'll use my voice, but that's your voice. And this, here's what she said. Let not your heart be disturbed. She said this to Juan Diego. Do not fear that sickness, nor any other sickness or anguish. Am I not here? Who is your mother? Are you not under my protection? Am I not your health? Are you not happily within my fold? What else can I do that you wish? Do not grieve. Do not be disturbed by anything. I am your mother. Yeah, we need her. 
the gentle voice because you are my child. How she loved Juan Diego is how she loves you and me. Final thought, Monsignor. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. God bless. You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer rock-solid and authentic spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com And join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essef.